Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guests are the lovely Kim Howie and Nancy Werting. Werting, am I pronouncing that right? You got it, yes. Oh, great, wonderful. We're going to be talking today about something that is absolutely essential in everybody's life, and that is the power of the pause pause people stop reacting stop rushing towards something pause think feel take a breath just you know stop for a moment and gather yourself that pause is essential in our lives and especially right now uh, they have the wisdom correlation um Collation, yes, and it's a health coach and a television journalist and writer. And uh, we're going to be, I don't really want to spend so much time just on your bio because it's a lot there to read. I really want to get down to both of you ladies and what you're doing. We have a wonderful online course uh, that we're going to be talking about a little later. I mean, you, you've got this fabulous book that you've put together, and uh, it's actually a really good looking book as well. And the power of a pause, how turning inward in uh, the Catalyst is the need to, uh, to find more joy. Boy, do we need more joy right now. And, you know, we're, we're at a stage in life where we're already paused for the next chapter. And nobody knows what this next chapter is going to be. And, you know, we, we haven't even got over the last chapter. And, you know, it's, it's rather like the Game of Thrones meets The Walking Dead. You know, you're, you're hanging on the edge all the time. And it's like, I need a breath. <laughs> How do people take a pause, ladies? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I think that the form of the pause really doesn't matter. But what matters is, as you said so eloquently, is taking that moment to take a breath and to just stop and to look inward and really to understand what it is that you want and um, what it is that is standing in your way, like what's happening inside of you. And that's what we call, you know, the mindset and, and sort of making a plan for how you can go forward because we feel that it's very important to be intentional about finding joy. And you really can't do that if you don't take a look inside and see what's there and make the space for it. Yeah. And I'm thinking about what you were saying about how we're in the midst of a pause, but I think that that unintended pause, sometimes we have to pause within the pause. Right? <laughs> we might be stopped, but we're not necessarily turning inward and we're not connecting with who we are and who we want to be in the world. Yeah. I think we, we're in a stage of hysteria, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I think people are, it's just like being wound up and wound up and wound up and everybody's at this combustion stage. And it's not the kind of pause we want before you explode. You know, we, we want you to take that deep breath and just like all the answers lie within, connect with your source. All the answers are there, but you can't find it in that clenched fist stage, can you? Right. And, it's, and it is really difficult right now. My gosh, we were just, I was just 
kind of lamenting to Kim about some of the difficulties. I mean, there are a lot of really difficult things happening right now, but you're so right. I mean, if we just allow ourselves to be in this whirlwind of despair, mm-hmm. just taking a moment to say, okay, you know, um, I've been through hard things before, or, um, you know, there's going to be another side of this. So how can I make my life right now um, a little bit better despite the circumstances. Right, and taking control of that, recognizing that we can ask ourselves, how can I look at this differently? You know, making the intention to move forward with some positivity. You know, you've got at the back there a poster, wisdom, joy, energy. And the thing is, um, wisdom is knowing which knowledge is relevant to your situation in the now. You know. the energy that you use in your now will bring you joy or will bring you despair. What is it that you're feeding? And if you are caught up in the whirlwind, it's very hard to give it positive energy. And you have to really step out of it altogether, don't you? In order to go, this is not my energy. And if I wish to bring that positive, wise, joyful energy in, then I need to go in. <laughs> it doesn't happen exteriorly. It happens internally. Whatever energy you're projecting is the energy you're going to receive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too, what you just said is, you know, having that separation, that space between your thoughts and recognizing them as such. You know, I'm having the thought that, and that creates the space between that spiral that's going on in your head and then realizing, wait a minute, I can, I can change that. I have control over that. Yeah. And that picture behind us, that's actually our wisdom symbol. And what it stands for is living your life from the inside out Mm -hmm. so that we don't allow those outside circumstances to influence what we've built inside. So we say with our wisdom symbol, you have to fuel your core energy with joy and, and radiate that out. And so that when these outside circumstances that are difficult and challenging and that runaway train, we can stay peaceful and and joyful on the inside. Yes, I I interviewed a monk that actually takes his clients into Times Square when Times Square is open, you know, when it's the hustle and the bustle. And and he shows them how to meditate amongst the chaos. And really that pauses that meditative state, isn't it? It's being able to be still in the inner and the in the eye of the needle and the eye of the storm. And very often when we look at the storm, we, we get caught up in the world. But if we just kind of close our eyes and choose to be still, go inwardly into the silence, into the peace that lays within, the storm will happen around us, but not to us. Absolutely. Well, and also recognizing what is within our control and what is outside our control, because so much of what's happening around us is outside of our control, but how we choose to respond to that, that's within our control. And what Kim and I do for each other, we are, we coined a phrase that we are each other's positivity partners Mm. so that we work together to help each other with that. So, you know, many times good naturedly, we have friends and we call them up and and what do we do? We sort of say, you know, my gosh, this happened and it was awful. and, and, And that happened and it was awful. And our good friend listens and 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 oh that's so unfair and I can't believe that happened to you and in there it and, and and it continues this this cycle and and so what we say is you know we try to break that for each other well how can I help you to look at this differently or sometimes we've even even called each other and said I need you to help me reframe this I, mm-hmm. I can't really see this differently I'm really struggling with that and so imagine if 
your good friend and you decided to do this and said like, listen, we're going to really work on helping each other be positive. That makes a world of difference. And not everybody can have that opportunity, but we encourage you to try to say to someone else, would you be my positivity partner? Would you help me with this? Yeah. Would you, could we do this for each other? And if you can't find anybody, then turn to us. That's what the Wisdom Coalition is. We mm -hmm. can be the positivity partner. For, for you, if, if you don't have somebody personal. Right, yeah, and what Nancy was talking about, sort of that downward spiral, we all know what that is. We've oh, all been yeah. there and felt that, but the truth is the opposite is true as well. There's an upward spiral, and if you can help each other in that direction, it's really life-changing. It's very important, I think, to find you know someone there that you feel you can talk to and I'm thinking of Laurel and Hardy I watched actually the the movie on their life which was amazing but one of the gifts that they had was their sense of timing of the way they knew each other the, you know the way they could pull off their stunts their you know their jokes their the whole performance was because they were so in tuned with each other. They knew exactly which way the wave was going and that's why they always came across even though supposedly opposite you know you could see the succinctness with them and I think we all need that in our lives don't we we need someone that gets you that you don't have to explain yourself you know they they can tell hey come on love bring it down a notch you know and they can actually honestly speak to you like that without you feeling offended so if we can't find it within our spectrum especially in our early stages of self-discovery we need to go to people like you who clearly have got that together you're definitely in sync here and and have some people there that just no judgment you know no judgment no punishment no nothing just i'm there for you i'm there for you we don't we all need that Oh, we do, yes. we do. And Nancy and I talk all the time. We're very different people, mm -hmm. but we complement each other in many ways. And we're also really um, accepting of each other. Right. Every part of us that's different from mm -hmm. each other, you know, we embrace in each other. As a compliment to each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's an important thing to have. Not everybody has that friendship there that they feel you know, that I don't want to oppose on my friend, my problems, you know, uh, this is my shopping friend, or this is my lunch friend, and they wouldn't get it, they wouldn't understand. And I think this is where a great deal of depression comes from and disconnect, you know, from life, because you feel like you don't belong, or you've got no one to go to. Well, and I think that, the, okay, first of all, we created the Wisdom Coalition together, we work together and everything, but um, we take, I think the key to it is that we take the time, we take the pause to really tune into each other. Many times we've said to each other, our relationship is the most important thing. Or many times one of us has said, you know, this or that happened and I'm making up a story in my head that you felt like this or you felt like that. You know, yeah. we, we take that time, we take that pause to clear up misunderstandings, to talk about what our goals are for our relationship to reassure each other that we really care about each other and and those are things that are uh they're just really important you need to hear that right and we create this psychological safety with each other yeah. that it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay yes. to be yourself to show yeah. your imperfections and your flaws and and to air out any of that discomfort that yeah, we feel. and all the things that we do with the Wisdom Coalition, so everything is based in the science of positive psychology. Kim just got her master's degree in that. And, um, I, I, you know, we say sometimes I went along for the ride because she, she'd read something and say, oh, this is so fabulous. And then I'd read it and then we do a podcast on it. And, you know, <laughs> all, all these things are, are 
science-based with measurable outcomes. And, and we love that. And so whenever we think through, like, is this something we should share with our wisdom community, you know, coalition community, we talk it over. How does it relate to our lives? Uh, and sometimes to our detriment, because it feels like every time we bring something up, it then presents itself in a difficult way in our life. But, but we, we think long and hard about, you know, is this something that's helpful to people? How can they relate to this? Why should we impart this? Why should we not impart this? And so I think that that's what um, also keeps our relationship what it is, because we get down into the dirt and whatever it is that we're going to be talking about, you know, regrets, um, you know, difficult topics, we get right in there. Finding grief with, uh, finding joy with grief is a recent one that we did. Whatever it's gonna be, like we get in there in, in the dirt, we pull up our sleeves, and, um, and we do it together safely so that then we can impart those lessons and that wisdom onto other people. And hopefully that'll be helpful to them. Yeah. yeah. Like Nancy said, one of our topics that we really spent a lot of time digging into was self-compassion. Mm. And ironic mm. as then we had to continually live the lessons of <laughs> yes. how to be compassionate <laughs> towards ourselves. So there were lots of opportunities that kept presenting themselves and we had to remember, yes, that's right, self-compassion. Well, <laughs> and down too. So we did a retreat on self-compassion and Kim had to make a bunch of handouts, you know, um, copies of them and I think we had like 150 handouts and it was her job to finalize them and do that because we you know try to divide and conquer responsibilities and we got there and she she had a typo in them and she started to beat herself up and we laughed our heads off because we were like here we are to retreat at self compassion about self-compassion <laughs> yeah and we've got to use it now right. yes <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and you know, self-compassion, I think, is one that is, is it's not something that's taught, especially in, in the older age group. It's always about sacrifice, you know, and service. And, you know, I would say there's a difference between willing service and servitude. You know, when, you, when you're forced to be in service of something against your will, that's, that's being, you know, um, a slave in many ways. But when you choose to be of service because you are compassionate, you're sharing of that energy, you're sharing of that love and that compassion and that understanding, then it is incredibly enriching. But if we don't show that compassion to ourselves first, you know, I'm perfectly imperfect. You know, I'm, I'm totally flawsome. I don't know if you've seen that word. I love it, flawsome. And that's what makes us unique is in our flaws. And very often there's a hiccup here in my podcast. And the thing is, own it. Because if you don't own it, everybody thinks everything has to be perfect all the time. And flaws happen. But when you look at a diamond with a flaw in it, it's worth more money than anything that's been beautifully cut and polished. So why do we look at ourselves as flawed or imperfect or less than? So that's kind of really where we have to start, isn't it? Well, yeah, definitely. And then the common humanity, the shared experience that we have as humans, we all make mistakes. But yet yes. there's something about when we make the mistake, when somebody else makes a mistake, you're like, oh, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah. You know, how could I do that? And, you know, we start to berate ourselves in ways that we would never, ever treat anyone else. And as you know, self-compassion is so much more than making mistakes. You know, there's, I mean, I think that it, whatever happens in my life, be, since we've been digging so far into the self-compassion, if, you know, if I, if I get angry, if I'm ruminating on the past, if I'm worrying about the future, I can always pull self-compassion to help me, mm. you know, to say, it's okay. It's okay that, um, you know, that I'm hung up on this or that subject. Let me see what I can do about it. It's okay that I feel angry. You know, that's a really simple concept, but to me was really life changing mm. because as, as you said, you know, in that, 
in that uh, quest to be perfect, I, I had a lot of trouble with trying to just accept it all, right? And accept it all. And when we talk about self-love, that's what we say. It's not that you just want to love those good parts of yourself. Right. You want to love it all. Yeah. And so the self-compassion, I think, just goes that one step further mm -hmm. that in this time, for example, of, you know, taking a pause during the pandemic, what do you need? Sometimes to just be compassionate with yourself that, yeah, this is really hard. And, you know, when Kim introduced self-compassion to me because she's done so much of the research and that whole idea of talking to yourself like you would mm -hmm. a dear friend, mm -hmm. <laughs> that just blew my mind. And, and, and I, I really struggle with it, but boy, when I can do it, it is just makes the difference between feeling good and feeling lousy. Yeah. yeah, and I think too, like the acknowledging the pain. Yes. Because I think we want to just jump right over that, right? Mm -hmm. And nobody wants, it's, it's uncomfortable to sit with that pain, but acknowledging it without judgment, just it is what it is, and then not taking it on as a label. You know, you are not your pain, right. but you are feeling your pain because I think oftentimes, you know, we, we want to, like I said, you know, just either ignore it, we want to push it down, we don't want to feel it, or we get caught up in it. So it's sort of just acknowledging it. Okay, it's there. I don't want to pretend like it's not, but I also don't want to be stuck here. So I want to feel it. I want to then heal it and move on. Yeah, I always say it, it's okay to, um, to tap into your emotions. Each one of your emotions is an indication of what's going on around you. But the thing is, don't get stuck in the emotions and become emotional about them because mm -hmm. they're an indication. I'm mad. What am I mad at? You know, sort it out. I'm, I'm happy. Gee, what's making me happy? I've got to do this more often. I'm feeling hurt and pain. What's causing this? Deal with it head on. Because if you don't, it grows and grows and grows deep until you've forgotten what it was, what even started it in the first place, but becomes a snowball effect. And people become emotional about the emotions and they can't get out of them then. What, you had a phrase for that happy thoughts about your thoughts oh metacognition right, right. Yeah. so it's thinking about what you're thinking about right <laughs> yeah you get caught up in that too you know you're gonna get lost in that that spiral of thoughts so about what if thoughts. this and what if that yes yeah. we become our <laughs> own <laughs> yeah so Kim has this mantra and uh it's this she's got a lot of sayings that she throws around that are awesome but her my very favorite one, and the one she probably says the most, is that everything's unfolding perfectly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whenever there's a challenge in your life, I think you want to be like, why did this happen? And how am I going to get this done now? And, you know, all these things. But when I've spoken with Kim as my positivity partner and said, you know, I can't believe this happened. And how am I going to, and what am I going to, and she'd say, it's unfolding perfectly. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it just stopped it just stops all that stuff because it's like well okay if I go with that if I believe that then okay it's all even though it doesn't look like it right now yeah I call that the poorly wrapped gift <laughs> right I call it allowing you know just yeah. allowing sometimes you just have to surrender and allow you know it I'm I'm navigating a path that hasn't been navigated before so there isn't a manual there isn't a map and I just have to allow that all I know and all I need to know in this now will will be there on every step that I take. Um, so I call it the allowing. We love to live our life kind of quote by numbers or by a manual. Now, now you must do this and now you must do that. And um, we do things very methodically in thought. But one of the things that I find 
really big is the detachment from the head intellect to the heart, soul and spirit intellect. And for me, it's feel your knowledge, because when you feel your knowledge, that's the wisdom of the soul, heart and spirit coming together. And then the, the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. Do you find most people get stuck in their head instead of attaching themselves to the heart, spirit and soul? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And when you say detachment to me, that's um, like detaching from the outcome, right? That's the allowing. Like, okay, it's this or something better is one of the things that I like to think when I have, um, you know, something in mind that I want it to turn out this way. I'm like, this or something better. But I think that, you know, the, the unfolding perfectly is often found sort of in the benefit finding and hindsight. So after the fact, it's hard to see that in the moment, you know, oftentimes we get carried away with, this is not the way I wanted it to be. And this mm -hmm. is not the intention I had set, but it's okay, it's unfolding perfectly. And when I look back in the future, I'm going to see why things happen this way. Yeah, yeah, there's always a reason, isn't there? Yeah. Um, you know, I find that um, an awful lot of people are kind of waking up. You know, like, um, I was given a saying um, a couple of years ago that the universe is here to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change it up. And we're mm -hmm. all desperately seeking change out there. But the thing is, the change out there is up to the change that lies within here. We are the solution. We are the change we seek. And if we could understand that we are the solution in our own lives, therefore we are the solution in our community and society's life, we would see far more an equilibrium. So a lot of people think that spending time on themselves or in their own self-discovery, their own self-worth, their own self-compassion is being selfish. And it isn't, is it? It's, it's actually imperative that people do because when they step into that higher energy, that higher frequency, they become that solution that we are all seeking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to, you know, the, the whole thing with the wisdom symbol and your mindset. You know, um, we've, we've done a lot of interviews about our book and, and about our uh, online uh, programs that are mindset management programs and some people say like well, what's your mindset like what do you even mean by that you know and to me it's just tuning into what it is that's in there it's tuning in and listening it's stopping and just hearing the way you're speaking to yourself and and what you're saying and why you're saying those things and and trying to figure out who you want to be mm -hmm. right what your values are are you operating you know, cognizant of what they are and then moving in the direction of them at all times. Because I think oftentimes we'll say, well, this is really important to me. But yet when we look at our actions, we're actually moving away from what's important to yeah. us. And you know, the time to recognize that. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you talked about um, the assumption before, you know, this expectation. Society's put an expectation on us that we've all got to be but like that. And when we look at other people that aren't, we assume. And, you know, I like the Don Rose uh, thing is of, you know, don't assume, ask, ask. You don't prejudge someone, ask. You, you're not in their shoes. You're not where they're at. If you ask, and then you have better understanding. And But most of the time, I find that you will meet people that you need to meet as a reflection even of yourself. And it becomes a, a very big healing thing, doesn't it? When you have that kind of reflection that why am I drawn to this person who's so troubled? And it's a reflection of the troubles within you. And if you start dialoguing about it, both of you can set yourself free from it. Yeah, well, in one of the chapters in our book talks about that, how we are all mirrors for each other. Mm -hmm. And 
I believe, as you said, you know, there are no coincidences when we meet people, you know, we're helping to heal them. They're helping to heal us and the whole intention behind it. And and another big part of our book is this idea of just letting go of Mm. the things that serving you, you know, letting go of that idea that you have of yourself, that you're not good enough or letting go of that experience that happened. That was really painful that you can't seem to stop thinking about, you know, it's that intentional looking for and finding those things that are destructive to you and letting them go with intention. And also understanding where did they even come from in the first place? You know, sometimes we're trying to live up to this thing and you go, hang on, this is not even what I wanted. This has been imposed upon me, either by society, family, you know, religion, education. Uh, You have got to be. And it's like, but I'm not that. Why can't you see me for me? And don't we all want to be seen for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Oh, so true. Well, and I'm having this vision as you're talking, sort of with these weeds that grow, right? And oftentimes we take them on as if they're flowers, but they're not. We have to pluck them right out, you know, and sometimes they were planted in our childhood and mm-hmm. sometimes they're due to interactions that we've had in our lives. But when you pluck it out and you get rid of it, you know, it just changes the whole, you know, vision and the view that you have in life, your whole perspective shifts. Yeah. And, and I think it's that idea of, of being intentional about it. I mean, I know for me, I, Kim is way farther down her journey of enlightenment and I'm kind of a newbie over here. And, you know, um, I spent a lot of years, you know, on, on that treadmill going, 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 going. And um, I, I would never have thought to like look inward, you know, it was just, what am I doing that for? You know, I got things to do, you know, yes. and uh, right. And, and I used to sort of have this litmus test inside my head of, you know, like, uh, am I happy? Well, let me think about it. You know, did, did uh, things go my way today? Did, was I annoyed? Was, did this happen? Did my boss, you know, give me a problem? Did my, you know, kids, you know, I, I was kind of looking at the outside circumstances all the time to decide if I was happy. Mm. And you know, what's so awesome about this whole concept of living with intention is it's like, you get to decide, you yes. get to choose, yes. you know, your attitude, your mood, your mindset, how you're going to react to what's happening around you. And so all of those other things don't matter. And suddenly you have this incredible power to change your own life in a way that you want to change it. Yeah. And, and you know, my favorite saying of when you change the way you look at things, yeah. the things you look at change. From yes. And it's so yes. true. And, you know, it's amazing when you harness that and you own that and you say, you know what, I'm going to decide how I want to look at this. And when you shift, make that shift, you recognize that life literally changes right in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I, I find that um, so many people have either switched their heart off or put such a barrier around it. You know, I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to feel this way because. And if we don't, if we don't connect with our heart, how are we ever going to understand joy? You know, the joy is in the simple things. It's the, you know, the autumn leaves changing. It's our children's laughter, puppy dogs running around all happy. We find joy in such simple things, but if we aren't connected with our heart, and we're not going to understand what that joy is. Well, and I think, you know, of, of course, nobody wants to feel pain. It's painful, you know? Yes. So yes, you want, to, you want to avoid that at all costs. And what's so interesting is this whole idea um, of, of letting the pain in and, mm. and feeling it and yes. then letting it out versus yes. 
I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. And then it's just still there. And, yes. and then you never really take a look at it and resolve it. You never really pull it out and understand it. You're just letting it sort of be in there and simmer around and influence the way that you live your life going forward. I can't be this because of that. that right, happened. exactly. Kind of you know? like the rusty tin man. You know, I can't move anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the fact is you can't selectively numb emotions. You can't be like, well, I'm not going to feel the pain, mm, right. but I'm going to feel the joy. It doesn't work that way. No. You're either feeling or you're not feeling. Yeah. yeah. And no, it's, no. it's okay to feel the pain. It's like, you know, is you know, I would say for many, many people on this journey of self-discovery, it's like, you know, them being pregnant with self and then giving birth to self. And, you know, you... you you have the indigestion, you have the fatigue, you have everything else that goes on with it, and you go through the labor pains. But you know, once that child is put into your arms, you forget everything, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, the exuberance, the joy, the, the heart pounding, holding that child. Well, once you've kind of given birth to yourself and you see who you are now, everything that you went through in order to take yourself to this, uh, to this place is so worth it. And, and a lot of people are too scared to go through a process, aren't they? You know, isn't there a downloadable app? Isn't there a quick pill? I, I don't want to go and do that. It's too painful. But we have to go through that if we want to have that exuberance and that meaningful purpose on the other side. Yeah. So we had a little internet issue. So you were a little you broke up oh, there. Okay. But we got like several just of it. But I thought it was actually, you know, a really great analogy of childbirth and, and pregnancy, right? Because mm -hmm. you've got that time, those nine months of, you know, germination in there that you're, you're creating this person yes. inside of you. And I think that that's perfect. And, and really recognizing that we create ourselves, you know, we mm -hmm. find ourselves and we move forward in uh, the knowing of who we are and owning that, you know, with pride, recognizing yes. that. You know, unapologetically, we... right? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unapologetically ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that I think is some uh, other words that we need to look at, you know, it's, um, and I, I'm, you know, I'm in Canada, so we're always teased for saying, ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> and it's, we say sorry for everything, you know, I have a cold, I'm sorry, you know, it's as if it's your fault. <laughs> um, you know, what are we apologizing for? You know, sometimes it feels like we're almost apologizing for our existence. And it's like, who do we owe this apology to? No one, <laughs> you know, I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm flossome, I'm abundant, I've got a lot to give and I don't need to apologize for being me. You can take me or leave me, but I'm not going to apologize for being me. And it's rather liberating when you can get to that, um, that state of being, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But, you know, I think that's a long, hard journey. And there's a lot of people that are not there. And there's a lot of people that I think need to hear this message because I think that people spend a lot of time, unfortunately, um, not thinking those ways about themselves, but thinking very um, destructive ways and, yeah. and very pessimistic ways and kind of just uh, going through their day and I, you know, with uh, no plan, no intention. And, um, you know, the other thing that um, when we have, we used to have two retreats a year, of course, with COVID now, we aren't really able to do that. But, um, you know, I'm always so shocked at the pain that people carry around because we have these retreats and we get, you know, a, a bunch of women in a room and, and we start talking and it's five, 10 minutes before somebody's just 
just crying because they've never taken this, taken this time in a safe place with other women that care about them to really explore whatever it is that's going on inside and whatever it is that they're holding on to. So it's, um, and I think that now in this time of the pandemic, you know, this, there's so much uncertainty. Yeah. And as you said before, we like things in a neat, mm. you know, we like to know things. We, we yeah. want to know what happen. And this is what's really hard, but nothing is certain ever, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty now because we don't know, um, you know, if our kids are going to be going to school or, you know, tomorrow or the next day there's, but there's, everything's uncertain all the time, even though we want to think it's not. (laughs) We have this walk around with this illusion of control over so many things that are outside of our yeah. But one of the things I wanted to kind of piggyback on when you were talking about the pain that, that you know, really um, erupts in the um, events that we have, it's because people take off that metaphorical map. We have a wobbly book, stay with us. Sorry, we had a wobbly book. Oh, well, because of COVID, but I found these metaphors trying to believe in it, you know. We had a wobble. Oh, yes, yes. So I, I'm not sure how far back to go, but the metaphorical. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, okay. we, we walk around with these metaphorical masks on, trying to fit in and trying to people please. And we, we carry around this armor. We're protecting ourselves from the outside world. But when you put all that down and you allow your true self to be seen, the pain just starts to bubble up. But that's so necessary. You know, you've got to. You've got to feel that you've got to feel it and then you've got to let it go because when we don't do that when we don't feel it and heal it it gets stuck in us and and i'm a big believer in dis-ease yes know, that creates disease in the body so mm-hmm. you know unfortunately that you know you've got to deal with that in order to get it out before it turns into I mean, we're very lucky today because, again, with the internet, with podcasting, we've you know been able to do programs through these mediums like Zoom. Um, there is really no excuse. There's somebody out there for you. You know, the reason I do these shows is that it's it's an orchard of wisdom ready for the clicking. And there's somebody here you need to listen to that you're going to resonate with and want to reach out to. So it's like a big, huge yellow pages. We have people out there that can help you on your journey, on your various journeys, because somebody may help you through this phase. Somebody may help you on that phase. But the point is to understand their guardians. They're there to guide you, give you skills and tools to apply to yourself. But you walking one foot in front of the other in your life uh, is is of your own wonderment, your own exploration of what is out there for you. And what people like yourself are doing is giving them the skills and the tools and the abilities of what to carry with them moving forward and what to leave behind because it's weighing them down. So can you talk a little bit about your online course and how that helps people do that? Well, I was just thinking that when you were saying that, because our online courses, we have two of them um, right now that, you know, individuals can, can take advantage of, um, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing about mindset is that it's ever changing and we feel they're called mindset management workshops, because as your life evolves, you sort of need to maintain your mindset. I mean, you take care of your car, you take care of your health. Hopefully you take care of your dog, you take them to the vet to get a rabies shot, whatever it is that you do. So the, you know, this is the way that you should give a checkup to your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And so I 
am a big believer in applying knowledge. <laughs> so, you know, we want to give you the tools, but you have to use them. If yes. you don't use them, you're, yes. you're not going to completely, number one, buy into the fact that they work. Yeah. And number two, you're not going to remember them and they're not going to become habitual. So that is a big part of our program too. So we impart the knowledge and we provide the tools, but then we have exercises where people apply the learnings into their, their own lives so that they can become habitual. Yeah, um, that is, you know, the main thing, isn't it? I'm just going to put my glasses back on here now because I can't see a thing without them and just read a little bit of what you've got in here, you know, uh, the power of a pivot, you know, how changing your mindset can bring you more joy in every aspect of your life, um, which is really, really important. Um, managing your seasonal stress. Now, I do shows on this every year. And let's just talk about that for a moment because we are going into season, um, you know, we're, uh, we have our Thanksgiving coming up, you know, this last weekend, and then you've got your Thanksgiving and people don't know whether they're going to be able to get together or not. Do they send presents out? Uh, you know, Christmas as well. Everybody is, you know, unsure, unsure, unsure. So it's a different form of stress this year um, mm -hmm. of going through the festive seasons. And um, I think it's very important every year I do, you know, a seasonal stress show because it's important of, we, you know, we're not trying to outdo my sister or outdo my mother or outdo this one and I've got to overbuy because that one buys big presents and and we get ourselves worked up in the stress factor here and it and we get caught up in the what you know what um what's perfect um and really when it comes down to it you know your love your care and your compassion for each other is one of the greatest gifts you can give but managing seasonal stress let's just touch on that for a moment yeah. You know, ironically, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, in years past, the stress was, I've got to do, 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 right? Yeah. I've got to clean, the house, I've got to buy the gifts, I've got to wrap the gifts, I've got to this, that, and the other thing. Well, that type of stress likely won't be the same this year. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of stress, like you said, of longing for and missing that opportunity. And what I'm hoping is that we will remember this. Mm. And in years to come, we're going to look back and we'll be grateful for the opportunity that we have to run around and buy gifts and wrap yeah. gifts and clean our homes, right? All yeah. those things that used to create stress, now we'll look at them differently. Well, and we had Easter in the shelter in place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a big thing that we talked about was, you know, if you celebrated Easter or, or you know, in whatever way you celebrated it, what we talked about was sort of making new traditions, you know, yeah. not trying to be like thinking about, well, what can't I do this holiday? Yeah. Um, but thinking about what can we do? What yeah. can we do instead of what it is that we did before? Now we're having Halloween, which is at the end of October, which I don't think you have. Oh Canada. yes, no, no, we have mm -hmm. Halloween. It's very big here. Yes. Well, and that's a big one because I know my kids keep saying, you know, are we going to be able to trick or treat? And, you know, and again, I think it just goes back to trying to understand well, what's the whole point of the holiday. And it's, mm. you know, it's make some memories, it's to be together. And um, how can we do that? And in a way that's going to fulfill us that may not look like what it used to be. And that's okay. You know, yeah. just trying to let go of that idea of it has to look like this. Yes. It's always worked like that. But yeah, that's, that's a symbol for life at the moment though, isn't it? You know, what has been is no longer. Um, what could be, it, it lies within us. Uh, of making that happen. So, you know, I think uh, um, the shakeup that we're getting right now in the universe is that a lot of the traditions we have lost, we've lost the reason why and we've made it too commercial. And, you know, we've disconnected from what it was really about. And uh, 
we're, we're looking at now the connection being the gift you know reaching out to someone by zoom by phone call by something a nice long letter remember those things pen paper in an envelope stamp post you know, we could do yeah. that there's a lot of things that are still good old-fashioned traditions that we can bring forward but we can also make new ones and not to be afraid of those new ones because we're not taking anything away we're just inviting something new which is important well, yeah, and it's an opportunity to really be creative. You know, yeah. as you said, we sort of get stuck in these patterns of traditions, which are beautiful, but oftentimes they, they do lose their meaning and they lose their luster. And so if we can find something new and fun to do that everybody gets together and says they agree upon. I mean, you know, we did a treasure hunt for Easter and that was so much fun. And now we're like, we're going to do that next year too. Yeah. Just something different and exciting. Yeah. And, and there's been, you know, so many things that have been challenging and, and we don't want to... Uh, minimize that. There are a lot of uh, things that are going on that are very difficult. But I just do think that taking a look at your mindset and trying to understand how you can focus on what you have instead of what you don't have, that gratitude piece of it, it's going to make a, such a huge difference in the yeah. outcome of how you feel. Yeah, you've got here an upgrade your attitude to enhance your productivity. Um, that is a huge one, isn't it? You know, productivity doesn't happen through wishful thinking, you know, and a positive attitude uh, will create positive productivity. Um, so, you know, that attitude is extremely important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, and we always say the mindset is the foundation for everything in life. And I know as a health coach, I've been saying that to you for years to clients that, you know, it's the way you think about exercise and the way you think about your healthy food that's going to, number one, determine how effective it is, but also determine whether you do it for the long run. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, that is so a true investment, not a fact. To become a healthy Right, exactly. Yeah. So if you really hate to exercise and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I really, you know, I have to get up and I have to run or I have to, you know, um, get hump on, jump on the treadmill or, you know, do something like that, you're not going to be finding joy in it. And it's actually going to be creating cortisol in your body, which works against you instead of for you. Yeah. So, you know, just find something that brings you joy to do in the morning and that will be more get effective. Get up and dance. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anything well, that gets you moving. One thing that um, that we talk about a lot and that we talk about in the book and, and uh, you know, is, is this idea of, you know, every day, right, as, as, as women, as moms, you know, we think in the afternoon, I do, I always think in the afternoon, oh my gosh, it's, it's two, three o'clock and we have to eat dinner again, even though we just ate last night. You know? yeah. <laughs> and I all, you know, I have to make this dinner. I have to make this dinner. Well, you know, Kim has this great suggestion, just change it to, I get to make yeah. dinner. You know, it's a one little word change. Boy, does that make a difference. So instead of, you know, I have to do this with such drudgery, yep. I get to do this because I have a family that, that, you know, that I love and I get to, um, you know, nourish them and, and make them a healthy meal. Boy, I mean, one only has to reflect on all the people that don't have food to feed their family. And, and in gratitude, it is an honor that I have food you know, to, yeah. to feed my family. So yes, um, our perspective and the way we look at things is very important. I, I like this one, putting yourself back on the to-do list. We talked about that a little bit before, but, um, you know, they all oxygenate yourself on the airplane. If you haven't got any oxygen, you can't help anyone else. If you're not feeling abundant and your cup isn't runoff over, then you're not helping anyone else. So your to-do list of something for you that is important for you is essential, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Well, and it's really just like refueling your car. You know, you have to, that, hence the pause, right? The power of the pause. You have to take that time for yourself, get connected, be grounded and centered so that you can present yourself to the world as you would like to and be more productive, be um, a better role model for your children, be, you know, who you want to be in the world and of service to others. And that whole idea of filling your own cup, you know, that's filling your core energy with joy. And our podcast, the Wisdom Coalition Well of Wisdom, our idea was, you know, sometimes you need to come to the well to take out, put mm. your cup in, take something out. And then sometimes you can come to the well and pour something in, yeah. you know? And so it's it's that whole idea of, of filling yourself up first, yeah. figuring out, and just figuring out really how you can do that. Some people I think don't even know, you know, some of the exercises that we do sometimes when we have workshop seminars is, you know, trying to get people to understand what brings them joy, you know? And of course, you know, people are gonna say money. Well, no, that doesn't bring no. you joy. Really sitting with that. And, and, and that's gonna be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, what brings me joy might be, you know, uh, very different and it is very different <laughs> what brings me joy versus what brings Kim joy. But that's such a, a pivotal question, just know what that is. And when you know what that is, then you can move in the direction to try to figure out how to get that. But you have to first know what it even is. And yeah, and again, so many people are switched off, they don't even know that. And they're switched off because of the four letter word, fear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. you know it's, it's kind of and, and you know from my past coaching i i found that when i asked people what they were afraid of they couldn't tell me you know it was just fear state fear over everything just fear driven and and there was no particular one thing or even two or three things or anything like that it was just a fearful state and i think this is the people that have been caught up in the hurricane and they don't know how to get out of it. And it's it's so fearful. Um, how have you found the four-letter word fear? Well, interesting, because I'm thinking of the sort of the term, the, the scarcity culture, right? The not enough. And I think that that's sort of the foundation for a lot of fears, right? We just feel like we're not enough. We're not doing enough. We are not personally enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not good enough. Whatever it is, just not clearly, just not enough. And that creates that fear of, oh, we're not going to be perfect. We're not going to be accepted. We're not going to belong. People aren't going to want to include us in things. Yeah. And I like when I see people changing the fear into a different acronym, mm -hmm. face everything and rise, for example. Yes. Yeah. And there's a great book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I, and she talks about, like, what are you afraid of? Go do it. Go yeah. do it. And do it again. And, and, and part of what she talks about is that sometimes we kind of use that fear almost like um uh, like kind of lean back on i can't do that because i'm afraid but what she's saying is mm -mm, that's not a good enough excuse you know get out there and do it anyway and then the more you do it whatever it is that you're afraid of the easier it's going to be and you know if we don't sit with understanding fear uh if we don't take a pause to understand fear then we end up i think allowing that fear to sort of infiltrate our decisions you know i don't want to raise my hand in the board meeting because i'm afraid but if i took that fear and i did it anyway um maybe i would make a big impact in that meeting versus just staying silent yeah well, and i think it's also the recognition that we all have fear yes you know, it's part of our DNA, right? It's part of our defense system. Yeah. yeah. So we think that, you know, everybody else sort of has it together, right? <laughs> well, they're perfect and they figured it out, but everybody has fear. Yeah. I think that's important to recognize. Mm -hmm. 
Now, another one you've got here is bouncing back from mistakes. You know, we all make mistakes. And I think one of the biggest things we do is persecute and punish and, and condemn ourselves for making that mistake. Nobody else needs to punish us. We've done it very well ourselves. And it's how do we come back from those mistakes? And, you know, from my perspective, is we simply learn from them. Okay, I guess that's not the way to do it. Which is the way? Let's explore. But so many people get caught up in the persecution of self because they've made a mistake. No, and I think you're spot on with that. I like to say we grow through things like that, right? You know, that's how we learn. But um, one of our programs, we address these three components of self-compassion, self-forgiveness, and self-love. And I think that those components apply to, you know, that, uh, what you were just talking about. And resentment. <laughs> Letting go of resentment. Forgiving. That falls in there. You know, it's people carry grudges around with them all the time. Um, I resent this and I resent that. And again, it's another like fear, isn't it? It's gobbling you up. It's literally eating you up from the inside out. And it's so unhealthy, but we, we or maybe resent that we didn't um, go after that job or, you know, resent the person that did get the job and we didn't. So how do we deal with that? Well, you know, we like to call those things, we coined a phrase for it, the mushroom topics. These are things that grow when we keep them in the dark. Mm. And things like, you're right, resentment, forgiveness, uh, you know, not forgiving yeah. um, are things that when, I think sometimes we don't even think it through. It's just happening and we feel it and we're letting it, you know, we're, we're ruminating in it or marinating in it because that's just uh, our natural inclination and so we do that without even realizing that, wait a second, you know, we can stop this by our thoughts, but we just get kind of caught up in it, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and I think we get into that rumination of coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know, yes. like I wish I had, or I wish they had, or I wish this hadn't happened. And, you know, just getting caught in that marinating in that state, you know, where you want to go back and fix it, but you can't, it was in the past. Yeah. So you have to accept that it happened and then move forward. And I like forgiveness. I'm sorry. I, I have this simple way of looking at it that's not very technical. <laughs> a lot of times I say to myself, you look at your dinner plate. It's not what you wanted to eat for dinner, but you got to eat anyway. So right. you might just eat it and enjoy it and enjoy it. Yeah. All right. You, you wanted uh, lobster tail <laughs> and instead you had a hot dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it is right right and I'd be grateful for the fact that you've got something on the plate in front of you right so change that perspective around that there's one you haven't got here but it's one that I, I find a, a lot of people are, um, are dealing with and that's comparison um, you know people want to compare themselves or emulate other people I want to be like that person I'm not good enough because I don't look like that person or you know my friend can do this and I can't do that and I should be able to do it because she can do it you know that comparison can be very very detrimental can't it yes we we like to use the this the same comparison is a thief of joy because it truly is and you know you can be going along your day feeling good about yourself and then suddenly you know something pops up on facebook or you hear somebody else's story of a tale of something they did and suddenly you know your self-esteem plummets and of course you're the same person you were a moment before that <laughs> but as soon as you start comparing yourself of course in an upward manner you know you start to lose your joy yeah. Mm. And, and the reality is that, um, again, not very enlightened, but, you know, for example, I have two daughters and, you know, sometimes, you know, I see them doing that comparison thing and I say to them, listen, I got a newsflash for you. 
There's always going to be somebody prettier than you. There's always going to be somebody more talented than you, but you run your own race. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, uh, one thing that Kim always talks about is comparing yourself to your former self. Yes. You know, that's okay if you want to grow. But, you know, if you're going to try to be at the top of that heap, man, you're never going to get to the top of that heap because there's always going to be, if you're going to compare, you're always going to find somebody that's your definition of better, right? And, and which is subjective anyway, but, um, but so, so that's a, I think a really important thing to just kind of think about is why and who you're comparing yourself to and, and, and just not, none of it even matters. Well, right. And you want to have healthy striving, right? Yeah. We all want to be our selves, but you know, when we hold ourselves up against sort of what we consider to be perfection, which there is no such thing, mm -hmm. you know, we're always going to fail. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, we're all we're all beautiful instruments in life and it's just learning to play that instrument and bring it to our, our orchestra of life you know um it, it is about that collaboration isn't it that cohesiveness that celebration that caringness um the more you are the more you bring to the table you know the more you bring to the orchestra so you you know you don't only just owe it to yourself but to your family your loved ones your friends but you owe it to society because you're not doing this just for you because a, a better you is a better society and so it i think people need to look at this um self-awareness this self journey right now and look at it as like like i can always i'm not flawed by wanting to make myself better I just want to have be better equipped to deal with life and be as abundant as I can be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm thinking as you're speaking, I'm thinking of the phrase, you know, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Right. And I think we do that a lot. You know, we all have to start somewhere with whatever endeavor we, you know, decide we want to take on in life. And, you know, we, we immediately think we're going to be experts. <laughs> you know? yes. It's like, it's, as if a child were to get up and just start running, you know, of course they have to take a few steps and fall down and then yes. get up and talk again, you know, and we certainly wouldn't yell at a child because they didn't walk immediately. Right. Well, you've got quite a few sites here. Uh, so the wisdomcorrelation.com, your presentations, um, and then you've got your television show, which is uh, www.wfmz.com slash the wisdom correlation. And you've got the wisdomcorrelation.com well of wisdom podcast. And you've got the wisdomcorrelation.com your books. And, um, and you've also got the retreats for when you do have them. And you also have the well of wisdom written materials. And so there's a lot here. You know, you've, you've got a lot that you're presenting and your course that you're doing right now, the Reboot You, how do people sign up for that? And uh, which, which one do they go to <laughs> to sign up for that? And what does it entail? Well, you go to our website, thewisdomcoalition.com and there's right on the homepage that I think the very first thing is online program. And, um, one thing I like to talk about, so the Reboot You is sort of made, um, you know, we sort of did a metaphor, like, you know, you get a new computer and everything's yeah. running so smoothly, but then you get a virus and you get a couple of things and, uh, and, and, and starts to slow down. So you have to do a reboot and it's kind of the same for your mindset. So um, the thing that we like to say, though, it's not a course or uh, anything that's going to take a ton of work on your part. It's, um, it's video and uh, written elements and some exercises for you to do, but it's it's easy and fun. And, you know, again, I just don't want people to think it's like a course, so I have right. to do work. I want to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, they integrate into their lives. 
Right. And, and it's relatively inexpensive. And we say it's an investment in yourself. Yes. Really. And the second program that we have is called Filling in the Missing Piece. It's P-E-A-C-E. Mm-hmm. And it's really sort of more of a soulful dive, you know, and that is the one that addresses the self-compassion, the self-forgiveness and the self-love. Yeah, you know, a lot of people haven't got time for kind of the big heavy diving into the programs, especially if they have kids at home, home, you know, homeschool, Zoom school, whatever. Um, and, you know, and there is a lot of worry out there. And of course, people financially too think, hey, how can I invest in myself? But this is what this is about right now. It is the investment in self, into your own self-discovery, into, you, into bringing about that equilibrium and understanding what is your joy. Where is your wisdom? How to use it? Um, how to be productive with it? And again, as I said, it's it's rather essential to yourself, to your family, to your community, um, and vibrationally to this planet, because we raise our vibration when we s- step into that mindset um, that is needed at the present moment. And maybe this is the gift that the universe is giving us right now, is that time to pause and go, okay, what can I do that will empower me to be a better me for my family and community. So this is a great time and opportunity for this, isn't it? Yes, it definitely is. And what you're talking about, the ripple effect is, you know, astronomical, you know, and we know from when we've done it ourselves and the impact it's had on our family and every single, you know, person that we've touched in the community. And, and, and you know, as I said earlier, so in, in all the programs that we do, it's got real practical tips and tools, mm-hmm. you know, for positive psychology. So you know, you take away things that you're going to be able to use in your life. And as Kim said, it is then that upward spiral. So now you're going to be acting differently, feeling differently, which improves your relationships, which improves your, um, you know, your relationship with your spouse, your children, your uh, co-workers, whatever it is. So it's, it's kind of a, uh, um, a process that continues and you can continue to use the tips and tools and strategies that you learn in your life going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is energy. Everything is measured in energy. Um, and we, we need to have as much energy as we can in order to navigate through life and really find the joy and find the wisdom. And, it, you know, if, if the energy is going out to a negative source, then how can you choose, you know, positive living? You, it's, you've got to make that choice in the mindset, don't you? I choose to take a different path. I choose to learn more about myself. I choose to learn about more of what, who I can be and who I want to be. And that investment in self is so essential to self. You know, we have an awful lot of people at this ease right now because they feel lost, you know, they have no connection with, with their inner selves and they don't know where they're going. And so in order to, to bring about a more equilibrium, a more peaceful environment everywhere, you know, this is the time for us to, to look in and see, you know, what we can bring out that uh, can be more harmonious to ourselves and to everyone else. So it's very, very important. So folks, please go and look um, at their site, check out the program. Do you have um, a pre-call or anything like that, that people can touch bases with you before they join up or is it just straight sign up? Yeah, it's just straight sign up through the website and then they get access and they can move at their own pace through the program. Right, so do it when they've got time to do it. But the more they do it, the better they're going to feel and the more time and energy they'll have to do everything else. Yeah, right? and we're, we're doing virtual workshops now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if anyone 
wanted to do something with a group, you know, we can do that kind of a thing too. Yes, this is, you know, the way the world is at the present moment and, and most likely in many ways will still continue to be, even though bringing back the physical retreats and everything will come about. But, you know, this allows us to open up and reach people much further afield, doesn't it? So in, in a way, it's another gift. Imagine if we'd had this pandemic without the ability to do all of this on the internet. You know, I think we'll be much more dire straits. So um, always something to be grateful for, isn't there? Yes, <laughs> there is. <laughs> Absolutely. Parting words, ladies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think the one thing that we talk all the time is that, you know, joy is a choice and, mm. and, and we differentiate, and you'll say this more eloquently than I do, but we differentiate between, you know, the difference between, um, and happiness right right and, and we say happiness is an emotion right that's based on life circumstances and so when things are going well we're happy when things are not going well we may not be happy which is totally fine because we're meant to have a range of emotions but right. joy on the other hand is an act and it's something that we can navigate through life with a sense of inner peace regardless of what's going on around us and it feels so much better <laughs> yeah it really when you look at a place from a sense of joy, you're looking at it from gratitude and appreciation. And it's the little things that can bring so much joy to you, isn't it? You know, you just see things differently and it's a, a much more appreciative place to be. So I want to thank you ladies for coming and sharing. And uh, remember folks, you can go to, I'll put my glasses on, you say it, I haven't got my glasses on your site again. Yeah, thewisdomcoalition.com. And you've got your podcast there and your TV show and everything, they can find everything there. And your book, Where and your book can be found on Amazon or just on your site? No, Amazon, yeah. Barnes and Noble. Um, we have two books. The first is The Power of a Pivot and the second is The Power of a Pause. Right. That just well, you know, we're pausing to pivot right now. <laughs> right. So, you know, before you pivot, pause. And where you're pivoting to, do you want to go there? And what do you need to do to be ready to go and pivot? So they need both of your books and they need your course. <laughs> oh, thanks very much, ladies. Uh, be safe and be well. And to everyone else out there, remember all of the answers are right here. You've just got to apply yourself to them. Remember, life is about participation in your own life in your own well-beingness so that you can particip participate more abundantly in everybody else's life. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.